Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. We're glad you're joining us. I hope your week is going well. And this week, I have Miss Ailey Taylor with us. Hi, Ailey. Hi, for having me. Oh, my goodness, friend. Thank you. It was hard to get our calendars coordinated, (laughs) but I'm glad we did because it's been a while since I've got to talk to my friends. So thank you. Thank you. Tell them a little bit about who you are, Ailey. So who I am right now is I'm married to um, a church planter. So we planted a church five years ago, Net Community Church in Staunton. And um, we, my husband and I have been married for 20 years. So um, he really got a late call to ministry. So ministry and being a pastor's wife is a new hat for me. Mm-hmm. But really... In the early days of our marriage, I was a store manager for Target. So I worked, um, you know, some women work a career later in life after they've raised kids. I had a career before I had kids. So I worked um, really in that corporate world before I had children. I really, I had two babies in the Target world. And then I walked kind of away from that opportunity so that I could stay home with the kids. So then I entered that season of time of just being a mom and that was my full-time job. And so I treated motherhood and being home during the day and then some homeschooling, I treated that as my career. And I, I woke up every day, I got dressed, I put on makeup and that was my career. So with that, as the kids have grown, I have kind of re-entered the workforce by accident. And so now I work for the city of Staunton I also work for our church and um, still very much a full-time mom as well. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. I, I spend a lot of time in our small community all around. and um, But I've got three girls that are almost 17, 15, and 13. Mm-hmm. And so my husband and I are really intentional with parenting and parenting well as a first priority. And then everything else just kind of works with that. Well, I can tell you, friend, from the outside looking in, you're doing such a good job with your girls. They're just, I told you before, they're gorgeous inside and out, but they have really caught my attention. But I think it's because of knowing you a little bit, Ailey, that I know how busy you are. But somehow your busyness stays grounded because I'm seeing fruit from it. And in not only through the church, not only in outreach to your community as far as, you know, seeing lives come to Jesus, but I'm seeing it in your daughters. They're they're just gorgeous. And that's when I'm with them, when you're present or not. Thank you. There was a lot of early years, those early years of parenting, Derek and I um, just really started praying for them to want to grow up, to love ministry, and for them to desire a relationship with Jesus, and for them to desire purity, and for them to desire modesty, and for them to desire to serve. And so we have prayed so intentionally for them before they could make those choices. And then we've worked really intentionally to help um, model those choices and affirm those choices. And now we are seeing the fruit of those early prayers because they are choosing all of those things on their own and we're not having to push them. I mean, they are choosing modesty, purity, and and they just, they've got beautiful hearts. And um, so I thank God for being there all along the way. And honestly, it, it all goes back to really intentional prayer when they were very, very young. 
Praise God for that. Praise God for that. Ailey, I want you to unpack that a little bit. Um, two things, two, two places my mind is, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with this one. What does it look like for you to carve out that time with God? What does that look like, you and God, um, one-on-one, you know, your own abide journey, discipleship, and then maybe with your husband or with your family? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's changed with the seasons of parenting. I have a beautiful routine of just first thing in the morning. Um, I get up early enough to wear... Um, I literally can drink an entire pot of coffee with my husband and we are able to discuss our day, discuss what's ahead and just kind of get updated with each other. And then I've got my Bible time. I've got a group of women that I'm working through the Bible uh, this year, but then I have a prayer journal and I've got a habit with a prayer journal that I've had for a lot of years. And what's so cool is basically I'm working out of the same prayer journal from when the kids were super young and all I use is a is a spiral notebook Mm -hmm. and on every page of that notebook I have a different name and that page is filled with prayers for the name on that page Mm -hmm. so I have a page for each of my girls and and then I'll put like a one line prayer that that I'm praying for them you know and I just kind of call it out like I'm you know praying that they seek purity and wholesomeness on their own and pray for the relationships that are coming in their future. And so all those prayers are just on their page mm-hmm. and they are ones that I just pray over and over and over. And I just, when I go back to that notebook, I go to the different pages and then I can intentionally pray for the person and the things that are on that page. And now I don't do that notebook every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I pray every day. I'm intentional every day. But when I'm in my notebook, that's really considered my super intentional time. And then if the girls are hitting a snag or whoever it is I'm praying for, I'll put, you know, if there's a tough season going on, I can call out, you know, if that's my husband's page and he's going through a tough season at work, you know, I call that out. But what's really cool is that this notebook I've been using for years, I can go back and I can see right there on that page the things that I that I can asterisk. That, mm-hmm. that God's already really done and worked through. As an example, I had one of my daughters struggled with anxiety. And so that was one of my early prayers. And then she's really worked through that. And there's been um, some great progress in that. So then I'm able to go back and just kind of asterisk that. And like, you know, thank you, Lord. You've really, we worked through that season. And, um, and, and that was just an answered prayer. So my prayer notebook and the and the way that I pray is something that I love to share with people. You know, I've got a page for my mother-in-law and, you know, 15, 20 years ago, the, the line said, you know, we are praying for her salvation, yeah. praying for her to be open to Christ, praying for, you know, all the things pertaining to her. And then now to see that she has a relationship with Christ, she's helped us plant a church. She's an active leader in the church. She's an amazing leader for women in our church. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool to see that. So that, that morning time is good for me. And what I can really recognize is that in parenting, um, the seasons of our children often affect the seasons of how we need to modify our time, mm-hmm. you know, and we need to give ourselves permission to, um, okay, yes, we want to give God our first fruits, but if the morning time is a really bad season for you, maybe you're going to have your better quality reading and prayer time in the evening, mm-hmm. or maybe it's in the afternoon, mm-hmm. but I've just had to modify through the years with what works for um, the season that the family's in. But right now, mornings are beautiful. And then um, Derek and I, we literally have coffee every single morning. That's good. Coffee and prayer. (laughs) 
I love it. I love it. Um, and you said you're taking a group of women through through the Bible in a year, so a discipleship group, but that's separate than your own. Actually, that is what I do. So okay. what I'm doing with them is my is my Bible time. So oh. so that is we that is so like right now we are um I don't know if you've heard the, there's a workbook called um the Bible study. It's like a black and white book. It's super thick. Okay. Anyway, but it's like there's one full book that goes all the way through the Old Testament and then there's one full book that goes all the way through the New Testament. So for the last several years, I have been doing the F260 plan. So I've been doing F260 with women for several years. This year, I wanted to just do something different. So I'm doing the Bible study, which really you're reading every single word of the Bible. You're going through book by book. And um, so we're still in the Old Testament. um, And that's where I'm at every morning. And then I'm just touching base with these other women. And we're coming together to make sure we're all staying focused on that. That's good. That's good. Okay, now I want to I want to pivot to and I want to go back to your target days. Ailey, I just sense that that God is opening a door for us to have some, I'm, I'm going to say for an evangelistic influence into women's lives. And so ladies, if you're listening, please pull a chair up and listen to what I'm saying, because I really sense that, especially with young women, a lot of them ha- have a hand in this entrepreneurial world, you know, running their own small businesses or, um, you know, or involved in somebody else's business. And what I mean by that is they have a platform for influence outside their homes, even though the business is in their homes. Mm-hmm. And this a lot with young with young women, but I believe Ailey that is such an evangelistic opportunity for us if we can get in and train and equip. So just like you said, you had this experience in the past with Target, and and I had past experience in healthcare. Well, now I believe that we can just like we had training and equipping when we were in those roles. I believe that we can come and offer things through our conferences, like Priority at a pre-track conference that mm-hmm. can women in that that are coming to get trained and equipped to be more successful in their business, but we can be able to shine the light of Christ on them. So Ailey, I want you to spend a minute because I think that's one of the things that intrigued me when I first met you. Tell us a little bit about that target experience and what you said, that corporate experience, because then what I want you to do is give them a glimpse of what it looks like where you're working in the church and so forth now, um, because I want them to see where God wastes nothing. But sometimes we limit ourselves daily because it doesn't come with a paycheck. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, so absolutely. I'm- absolutely. So I initially went to school for nursing and, um, and then I was working for Target while I was going to school, ended up just really falling in love with Target. But God did not waste the nursing experience because the, the five-step nursing process of assessing diagnosing, planning, implementing, evaluating, that is the same as the management model. So like kind of the five steps to leadership and management when you're trying to run a group of people is kind of, you know, diagnose what you're looking at, you know, assess the situation, plan for what you're going to do, implement it and evaluate it. So Target continued to really stretch me as a leader. Target trained me as I was, I was a store team leader. So I would be at any given time over a store that was, you know, bringing in anywhere from 15 to $50 million a year. I had assistant executives that reported to me and then there was team leads and then all the team members. So I would be in charge of the entire store operations. Target worked with us a lot on conflict resolution, how to communicate effectively, how to make plans and then how to um, execute those plans and then come back and and assess how we did 
how did that work and what can I do different next time? Mm -hmm. So it really ingrained in me a brand of how to always think strategically, always thinking strategically, always planning, always learning from it. I made many mistakes at Target and it was always ingrained that you can make a mistake, but what are you going to learn from it? And what can you do differently next time? Mm -hmm. So that's that's really become a fabric of, of who I am. Mm -hmm. When I left Target so that I could um, be intentional in the home and uh, homeschool, all of those things are still in my brain. They're still in the fabric of who I am. As the kids have gotten older and as we started getting more and more involved in ministry, I had an opportunity to volunteer at the local food pantry. As I started to volunteer at the local food pantry, the the leadership and the the technical brain of Target kicked in of oh my goodness, there's processes here that could be different. There's there's things that could be done. Um but I have also learned that you can't just walk into a situation and start spewing your thoughts. You've got to earn the privilege to speak into it. And so I just served at the lowest level at the food pantry, um, literally at the lowest level, climbing on, you know, crawling on the floor, organizing cans of tuna from hygiene and just serving. And then my daughters served with me. So everything that I ever did, my daughters did it with me. So I would only engage in things that I could do with my kids at the same time. So in those early years, I wasn't walking away from them. They were coming with me. So that also helped to grow and train them. So with the food pantry, I was there for probably f at least four months before um, the pantry leader realized that I had some background and that I could be somebody that could pour into it. And she looked at me and she said, I've been praying for somebody to come in and take this pantry and I want you to take it. Uh, will you, will you run the pantry? And um, I, I, you know, told her I would, and I asked for her blessing to let me give her some ideas of how we could grow and change it. So she was very open to change, which is another crucial leadership dimension. You've got to be open to change. She was open to it. And then I was able to take uh, my target experience and really apply it to the business model of a food pantry. We were able to move the food pantry into a much larger space, which increased the um, the productivity and efficiency of, of how we can source food and how we can serve our guests. We were able to start serving three times the amount of guests for actually a lower cost, just because we were able to change the way that the system worked. Um, so the food pantry just became um, a perfect opportunity for evangelism. And that's where it comes back to the evangelism piece and that um, everything that I do overlaps with people and overlaps with those opportunities to build a relationship with someone. And then once you've built that relationship, it generally leads to them being curious about what, what makes us different? What makes us care? Why would I want to do this? And everything there is done for free. That's not a paid job. I mean, it's just, it's free, but I've never even thought about, you know, all the hours that go into that. You don't even think about whether or not you're being paid because you get such a return on people and helping people. And then all of a sudden you see them come into your church and then you see them come into Christ. The, the food pantry has been an amazing experience. And if you look back on it, if, um, you know, now, you know, I'm in church ministry and if a church and a Target store had a baby, it would be a food pantry. And so I just, I giggle because I'm like, oh my golly, that is so cool how God did that. 
and you know took that retail experience and um, the church experience and blended it together. And just as another aside, one of the things I did for Target was that I opened up a brand new store in the Chicago market. So when I went up there, I was brand new to the area. I had to you know hire the team. Uh, we literally were in a brand new building, so we were still dealing with contractors. And then the training and development and then op- the process of opening the store, you know, fast forward all these years later, that translated perfectly to church planting, you know, going into a new situation and building a team and training a team. And then two years into church planting, we were able to get a building and we had to um, completely turn that building into a church. So then I was, again, using those skills from Target of how to deal with contractors, how to do a building, how to get that off the floor. So there was a period of several years where I did all of these things as a volunteer and I was 100% fulfilled um, just doing it as a volunteer. Ladies, if you're listening, don't miss the fact of what Ailey's saying. Um, When we're intentional, you know, number one, you heard her say she abides. She spends that time with Christ. So she's watching for God's hand in everything. She's seeking him intentionally. She's she's keeping her priorities straight in life. But don't miss the fact that what she's telling you, God wastes nothing. Ailey, let me give a commercial because, ladies, if you're listening, I say this. We're ordinary women with an extraordinary God. And that's why I love to tell people stories and let you hear people's stories of what God's doing in your life. But don't get lost in somebody else's story. You know, find yourself in your story that God is writing through you, because if we all don't step up, right, and be on the altar and let God do in our lives what he's ordained, preordained to do through our lives in the days that we have here on this earth, we're going to leave something undone. And we'll answer to that, ladies, you know, how we stewarded these lives. And and I think one of the biggest things we can do, Ailey, to encourage each other is to say, Ailey, and somebody taught me this recently in a very fresh way. Ailey, I celebrate what God's doing in your life, but I also celebrate what he's doing in my life. Go ahead and um, tell us a little bit what you are doing in the church right now. So now at the church, I'm really just over operations. I still see the big picture of what needs to happen with ministries. And I do a lot of just coordinating. I coordinate a lot of pieces between the community and the church. The community has just seen the fact that net community and loves to serve. I was approached about two years ago to be on the city council. I've never felt called to politics whatsoever. I do not enjoy that whatsoever. But somebody said, hey, if you care about your town, you can be an alderman, you can do this. So I was like, all right, I'm up for the challenge. So I became an alderman and I was in that role for several months. It became clear that I loved our town, but I still did not love politics. Um, But I wanted to be able to help the town. The city ended up hiring me then Instead of being an alderman, I was hired to be the zoning administrator. So then I was able to use that administrative experience again. And I'm also over code enforcement, which is so crazy weird. My husband's a state trooper and I'm over code enforcement. So I'm in a position where I can actually write citations. And that is so weird to me. I've never thought I would do that. So here I've had this, I've been in this role now for one year. But what is so cool is that there is a joke in the office that whatever call comes in, they pretend it needs to go to zoning and they send it to me because half the time it's somebody that's calling looking for a resource in the city. They're calling because they have a need and they don't know how to solve it. And then I end up just being kind of like this conduit of taking them where, you know, hey, this is where you should go for that. This is where you should go for that. So working for the city has ended up 
thrusting me deep into a mission field of unreached people and people that just need to be loved when they're going through zoning issues or code enforcement issues. When I work with code enforcement, I'm able to identify when there is an elderly person that is in a house and they need help. And then we're able to then kind of work, work through the church or community groups to get in and get them help. So it's so hilarious to me because There are a few things when I was a 20 something, I would have told you I hated nonprofits. I thought they were a waste of time. I worked for a corporation. I made a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And in my worldly eyes, why would you ever want to work with a nonprofit? I would have also told you I would never live in a small town. Mm -hmm. Never. I grew up in Springfield, Illinois. I've lived in the Chicago suburbs. Never would I have ever thought I would live in a small town. I'm in one now that's 5,000 people. I would have also told you that never would I ever have anything to do with politics or government. Mm -hmm. And here I am in a small town working for a city and running a nonprofit, opening a nonprofit. (laughs) And it's so hilarious. What I thought would be my life is not what my life is, but what I started to be, nothing has gone in vain. Everything has been utilized for where I'm at now. I love where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to serve a lot. My girls can still serve with me, but now they've got jobs and they're a little bit more independent. So I have a little bit more independence, which is why I can start working a little bit more now. If anybody sees or hears what I'm talking about right now, I want to remind them that I had several years where I did not leave my house. Mm-hmm. I had several years where I was just taking care of babies. When mm-hmm. I first left Target, I took a massive pay cut. I had to do home daycare to just make ends meet. You know, we were kind of restructuring our budget. Um, I had a lot of years that were really those harder years of small child parenting. Um, I was not out in the community in those years. My children and my husband were my full ministry. So I, I just want to point that out because sometimes I can see somebody look at what I do now and then they think, oh, well, you know, I'm home with kids but that's that's still a ministry and that's a huge part of where I've been I appreciate you sharing that because that is so true and ladies what a reminder you know that God does not call us to do this alone it, it's all about who he's connecting us with right and, and I'm just a connector one of the things I always tell my Sunday school class Ailey is it's always about people so if mm-hmm. we're not crossing paths with any people we probably ought to take a look at our calendar. Mm-hmm. We ought to take a look at our, our checkbooks and say, how are we using our time? And go spend some time with God discussing it because it's always about people. So ladies, if you're not connected to the community, get connected. God does not intend you to do this alone. There are people that can speak into you, can can spur you on. Um, I always say there's resources that can be shared and we're stronger together because the, just like I may know an Ailey, I may connect an Ailey to you or you may connect somebody to Ailey just by hearing this, but I always say there's fish and loaves in somebody's basket. And if you're the ones that mm-hmm. need fish and loaves, God has them there. Don't try to do this alone. So follow us. Um, get connected. You can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or find us on our webpage at um, ibsa.org backslash women. So don't do it alone. Ailey, 
I'm proud of you, friend. Um, I, I just, I just am, and I continue to watch you go. And you, you're not burning out. That's mm-hmm. what tells me that you're spending quality time with Jesus. Because mm-hmm. not that you don't get tired in the work, but you're not tired of the work. And what I also love, and you've already said it so graciously today, your hand is open, meaning you're on the altar. So God may put something in your hand to run that ball down the court today. But you're not hanging on too tight that you're willing to give that ball away. You're anticipating he's got the next thing to come. It may not be what you expected you know, when you wrote your story for your life. That's right. But you're receiving it and you're running. And friends, you're doing it well. You're doing it well. Well, thank you. I'm so appreciative of all the development that you always pour into us as women and the vision that you always have for Illinois Baptist women. It's, it's very appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Ailey, as we close, what might you say to to the women that are listening? Look around you for an area that just needs help and just look for how to plug in at the lowest level. You know, I, I never create something to do. I only respond to an existing need. Mm-hmm. And then plug in resources to that need. So it just starts by looking around your town, looking in your neighborhoods, and just letting God show you where there's a need, and then going and just saying, "Hey, can I help?" And that just that just starts opening doors, and that is how every single door has opened for my husband and I in our community. We just started at the very lowest level. And started going to where we saw something already existing. And we just came alongside of it and offered to help. That's good. All right. Ailey, thank you so much for your sharing your time with me today. Sure. Sure thing. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You have a good rest of your day. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.